Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Big thanks to our sponsor, 16 Degrees Coaching. Do you feel stuck in your current job? Do you wish you had a career you loved? James, from 16 Degrees Coaching, specialises in working with people like you. He'll help you find clarity in what you want to do next, even when you have no idea yourself, and confidence to move forwards. To see the success James has had in helping others with their careers, and to find out what he can do for you, visit his website, 16degreescoaching.co.uk to book a free consultation or follow the link on ours. Hello, I'm Susie Coulson. If you haven't already, do listen to our previous episodes of The Backstory. Each one tells a different story of an experience that has shaped someone's life. Today, Claire is talking to Felix. Felix wasn't always called Felix and didn't always identify as male. We'll come back to that. If you're over 30, and certainly if, like me, you're over 40 and not mixing in the trans world, then chances are you'll have a bit of catching up to do about gender identity. It feels like the gay revolution of our time, the realisation that there's a whole spectrum of gender out there. Claire was really keen to get her head around this, and it turned out that Felix was the perfect guy to educate her in all things gender. So before I met Felix, I spoke to him on the phone, and he told me that he had come to being transgender pretty late. And I'd asked how old he was, and he said, well, I'm 19 now, and I was 17 when I realised that I was transgender. 17, I had said, trying not to sound surprised. I thought 17 couldn't be late to be realising anything. It was only later that I became fully aware what he had meant. He hadn't been a child who had dressed in boys' clothing or grown up feeling he was in the wrong body. As Felix explains, when he was growing up as a little girl, he didn't particularly question his gender. Um, I would say I was a tomboy, yeah, but I didn't really think about it in terms of gender, like, I, I didn't like wearing dresses, but it wasn't because dresses were girly, it was because dresses were a pain in the ass and really uncomfortable and got in the way all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I'd never really thought about what it means to be a girl, what it means to be a boy, no, none of that really. I have certainly seen documentaries about children who seem to know they're transgender from a very young age. The typical transgender narrative is like, oh yeah, I always knew when I was little I liked playing with XYZ toys and that wasn't really my childhood. Like I did a lot of playing with sort of dolls and role playing and stuff like that, but I also did a lot of outside activities. 
So do you remember any time as a child where you felt different or you like questioned anything? Yeah, I mean, I always felt different, not necessarily for reasons to do with my gender, but I was just the weird kid. <laughs> I was homeschooled until I was nine. So then when I went to school, it was very much didn't really fit in with the other kids so much. I didn't have the best social skills. Um, I went straight to the top of the class, which a lot of the other the other kids resented me for that. So, yeah, I just had a bit of a strange childhood, really. I wasn't like a typical girl. I was never into sort of makeup and dressing up and anything like that. But then I wasn't really that boyish either. I didn't like sort of football or anything like that. I was just kind of in my own little world, reading a lot of books, just kind of chilling. <laughs> it was just Felix and his mum up until Felix was 11. His parents had split when he was a little girl and he saw his dad very infrequently, like once a year or so, and not at all between the ages of five and ten. Then all this changed when his mum met a new partner. Well, there was my sister who was born when I was 11, um, but my mum didn't stay with her dad for very long. Um, he was always quite nice to me. He was sort of, he filled that father role for a little while. Although more recently, since I came out as transgender, he's kind of shown his true colours a bit and we don't really talk anymore. Um, but then after that, my mum met somebody else um, and they had the triplets and another baby and uh, he doesn't live with her, for which I'm quite thankful because I really don't like him and he really doesn't like me. So the fact that he's not around much means that I can still go and see my mum and see my siblings. So it must have been a real shock for you. So you were like on your own for like, yeah. how, how old were you? 10? I was 11 when my sister was born. So yeah, I had all those years growing up as an only child and then not an only child anymore. <laughs> And then not an only child anymore. In the space of a few years, Felix suddenly had five little siblings. And so it wasn't a massive coincidence that Felix, who was a teenage girl at the time, decided to go and live with his dad three and a half years ago at the same time as the triplets were born. Uh, so tell me about, like, why you decided to move to your dad's house. Like, was it quite a shock moving to his? Yeah, um, I, I guess I was quite stressed out living with my mum at that point and our relationship wasn't so great and I had some mental health issues. So I moved to live with my dad and my stepmom and it was a real culture shock actually because the way they run a household is very different from the way my mum runs a household. It's a very different atmosphere, not necessarily better or worse, but just very, very different and there was a, quite a big period of adjustment for me. Yeah, something else that was different was it was a massive diet change really because my mum brought me up without any sugar or anything and then um, my dad and stepmom eat what most people will call normal food and I actually put on a stone when I moved there. <laughs> and so tell me about like when you first moved in there, like did you feel like you're kind of slightly strangers with each other or yeah it was um it was it was interesting yeah because it was very much like when you go to stay with someone and you're a guest in their house and you're sort of like very polite with each other it was kind of like that for a long time rather than that more 
comfortable bit of banter kind of thing that most families have going on. And um, because I moved there in the summer holidays, I didn't know anyone and I didn't really have any friends or anything to get me out of the house. So it was very much isolated for the first couple of months. But all this was about to change. Felix, who was called something else at the time, started at their new school and quickly became friends with Rebecca. Really, when Felix came to my school, um, I was classed as one of the clever students. Um, It was rather strange hearing all the rumours of someone who was more um, brainy than I was. So to go and um, meet Felix, he actually ended up interrogating me over a game of hockey, over TV shows and books to find someone who shares that kind of personality kind of drew me to him. Within a few months, the two of them were going out. We were both presenting as female when we met. And so, I mean, at that point, it was a lesbian relationship. Um, but yeah, over I, I can't remember how long it was after we got together. But yeah, Rebecca came to me and said that, um, you know, been reading a bit about gender-neutral stuff and um, that Rebecca felt more of a strong connection to the label of agender. Um, And that was around the time when I started doing some research, obviously to help me understand Rebecca. And, um, yeah, that was how I ended up exploring my own identity, really. Rebecca realised she was agender or gender-neutral as she didn't identify with being male or female. And at this time, she changed her pronoun from she to a and her to air. Hence why I'm using these pronouns for this podcast. At this time, Felix began to question his gender. I was online quite a lot on some social media websites and there was a lot of talk at that time on the on the websites about gender and that was the first time when I'd really come across the idea of being transgender. It was at this time that Felix decided to come out at school as transgender. That was when I was still in sixth form so it was sort of very public like changing name and pronouns and everything with all my teachers Um, and I got a bunch of new clothes and stuff and it was It was a performance, really, rather than being true to myself. I mean, it was partly being true to myself, but in terms of how I was presenting myself to the world, it was very much a performance because I wanted to be taken seriously for who I was. And it took me the next couple of years, really, to kind of get it into my head and accept myself that I deserve to be respected for who I am, no matter how I present myself. Um, And I think that's an important realisation for a lot of transgender people, actually, that we deserve to be respected regardless of how well we pass as the gender that we are. I can imagine for those people around Felix, seeing him move from one gender to the other and trying so hard to be super masculine must have been difficult to accept. But it's really interesting to hear why he went to such an extreme. He was trying to convince everyone of his new identity. I think gender is a very fluid concept for a lot of people. It's it's not about what your body's like, but it's more about how you feel on the inside and how you feel comfortable being labelled. 
Um, I know for myself personally, when I first came out, there was a period of time where I was kind of trying very hard to present as masculine and be recognized as male. And it just wasn't really right for me. I ended up kind of going back in the closet for a little while because it just wasn't working. And then when I came out again, I identified more as non-binary and gradually moved towards being more masculine. Non-binary is a gender identity that isn't exclusively male or female. I think for transgender people in general, there's this big problem of being forced into really tight boxes as far as your gender is concerned. It took me quite a while to sort of accept the fact that I'm not going to be a hyper-masculine man because transgender guys are expected to be very masculine. And I mean, if, if, I, if I was a cisgender guy... By the way, cisgender is when your gender corresponds with the sex you were assigned at birth. Then people wouldn't have so much of an issue with me maybe wanting to grow my hair out a bit or wear some nail polish or whatever. You kind of went back to being kind of non-binary as it were, like... Yeah, I took a few steps back and decided to just see how things went for a while. And um, yeah, I I explored sort of non-binary identity, but throughout that time I was always sort of being read as female by everyone that I came into contact with so that was quite frustrating um and yeah I think that was the period of time when I was on the waiting list to see the gender identity clinic in Exeter so then when I started having my appointments there I kind of explored my gender a bit more and had a bit more of a think about it and then I came out again about a year or so ago and that was like that was properly sort of who I am. This realisation has led to big changes for Felix and he's now undergoing testosterone treatment and will be having surgery to remove his breasts soon. The big thing with testosterone for me is my voice and so therefore the way that people see me and react to me but I mean in terms of my body in general I think it's just about changing the outside of me to reflect who I am on the inside it's it's not really about anything else or anyone else. I was wondering how it feels to take testosterone. Uh, well I mean there's sort of physical changes like I have more energy and I've um, I've gained quite a bit of muscle which is nice. Um, I suppose it just it just feels more than anything there's this sense of like well-being and completeness and like my body is doing what it's always supposed to have been doing and it's just it's just this overall feeling of this is right and this is what my body should be feeling like and so do you think it's changed the way you think at all other than like obviously you feel happier kind of thing like but um um I don't I don't think so no I mean I'm still I'm still me I'm still just as much me as I always was it's just that now the rest of me is reflecting more who I am inside so as you may have gathered Felix's ex Rebecca has come along to join us at the interview I will add that Felix and Er have only seen each other I think once since they broke up so things are still a bit raw between them And at times I felt slightly like maybe they should have gone for a coffee together first. But it was really kind of them to let me be around. It was the first time Rebecca had seen Felix since he started taking testosterone, or tea as Rebecca refers to it as. So we haven't seen each other in a while and Mm -hmm. um, 
it's strange to hear your voice now uh, after you've now started tea mm-hmm. and I'm still not used to it. <laughs> I've got other changes to check out these biceps. <laughs> and so, yeah, so tell me, like, what what's the difference? Uh, the difference now? Has Felix changed since he's had testosterone? Uh, the voice has definitely changed. I'm not used to that. <laughs> so how come the two of you broke up? Oh, no. Long story. Long story. <laughs> um... <laughs> things just got a bit complicated and we both were going through a lot of stuff and the emotional dynamic just ended up a little bit unhealthy okay so i've just had a little bit of a thought about kind of you know you two breaking up i just wanted to focus you something Uh hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Um, sorry to push you, but um, okay. So the two of you started off, and you're both um, female, and mm-hmm. you were like in a lesbian relationship, obviously. And then, like, you went through this thing, and obviously, you kind of supported each other a lot. But I'm wondering whether by the end of it, actually, did you ever want to go out with a guy? Like, and was that part of the issue, sort of thing, like, or not? Um, I think one of the main problems was that I fell in love with. Um, the person that I kind of knew as a female previously. And even though there was never meant to be much of a change, I felt that there was no escaping that as such. Um, Don't forget, Rebecca was with Felix when he came out the first time in his hyper-male stage. I still know that Felix is the same person deep down but with all the changes I don't think I really managed it too well and therefore I think things became rather difficult. I wondered how other people close to Felix had coped with these changes. Had his mum found it hard to adjust? She did at first I think because one of the things that I did a lot when I was little was um, 
I pretended to be somebody else and I demanded that everyone call me by a different name. Um, and some of the, sometimes that would go on for like months and months with me demanding to be called by, I don't know, Thomas the Tank Engine or some, you know, when I was really small. And then when I was a bit bigger, it was, you know, my favourite fictional character from a book. And so when I first came out, I think my mum kind of thought of it like that for a little while and she couldn't really get past that. Um, but then when I changed my name legally by deed poll and I got my passport changed, then it kind of clicked for her that, okay, this is actually what we're doing. And yeah, since then she's been a lot better with name and pronouns and stuff. She doesn't, she doesn't slip up that much now. You know, she doesn't have a daughter anymore, like in the same, you know, like in in the same way, because obviously I think when you have a child, you're... Mm quite centred on what gender they are and so on and then obviously when that changes do you do you kind of acknowledge that or do you well I don't think she has that much of an issue with the fact that I'm not her daughter anymore um well she has two other daughters now anyway no um (laughs) no because she never really put that much of she never really put that much importance on my gender in the first place And I mean, we've talked about it quite a lot and she doesn't have an issue with my identity as such in terms of me being her son rather than her daughter. She's very much supportive of that and okay with that. It's just the changes that I'm making to my body, which she's not okay with. And I don't really sympathize with that very much because at the end of the day, it's my body. Like, yeah, she she grew me. But that was 19 years ago and, you know, it's my body now. So, yeah, I don't I don't really have a lot of sympathy for that point of view. Fair enough. And your dad, like, do you find that sort of he's he introduces you happily as his son? Has he taken to that easily or? Um, He finds it quite a bit harder, I think, just because he forgets all the time, like, He still calls me she a good 80% of the time, just out of habit. He's supportive of whatever I want to do to be happy. Um, I think he does have doubts about, you know, if I'm making the right decision or if I'll regret it further down the line. But he doesn't make a fuss about having those doubts. And he completely respects that whatever I want to do is my decision. And him and my stepmom have said that after I have surgery, I can go and stay there and recover for a bit. So, yeah, it's it's all good. <laughs> the rest of Felix's family have had a mixed reception to the news that he is transgender. Yeah, um, it's actually been really interesting seeing how people react. Um, my granddad on my mum's side, I don't really know what to expect from him, but... He straight away, as soon as he found out, he's been really supportive and like he corrects people. He corrected my mum when she got my name wrong just a week or two after I'd come out. So, um, yeah, that was really positive. Um, And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's my nan on my dad's side who... For Christmas, she got me a pink sparkly card that said granddaughter on it. So (laughs) there's two ends of the spectrum and then everyone else kind of somewhere in between. Felix and Rebecca have both faced varying levels of animosity. 
Rebecca had a really tough time coming out to her parents, and Felix struggled to come out in a way that suited him. But I think they had a lot of fun as well, trying out their new identities together. Rebecca's appearance is female, and it was only by being with Felix that she had the confidence to go to the men's clothing area in Primark. So, like, did you sort of decide, oh, we're going to go to Primark? Like, like, (laughs) tell me about the decision to do that. It's like, yeah, I want to go to the men's area for once and, like, not be worried about what other people think. Um, Because, like, if you see a female shopping in, like, men's area, you're not allowed in changing rooms. You're not. I I discovered that. (laughs) You're allowed in, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. That's that's the worst I, part. I get I get pointed in the right direction in Primark now. <laughs> Which direction? Towards the men's. You didn't before. No, I know I don't. I know <laughs> I didn't before, but but now, see, they ask me how many items have you got, and I go seven, and they go that way. <laughs> it must have been so strange to go from buying clothes in the women's section, and suddenly you're trying to persuade the shop assistants that you're good to change in the men's changing rooms. Um. Yeah. There's. I tend to go to the same couple of shops over and over because it's hard finding clothes that are the right fit for me. And so once I find like, okay, in this shop, I am an extra small in the men's section. I know that I can go there and buy something that fits. Um, To start with, it was very confusing because obviously men's clothes and women's clothes are sized differently. With everything that trans people have to contend with, I know they can get pretty fed up with the focus on which loo. But this really does raise a lot of questions. How would it feel to go into a male loo for the first time as someone who is transitioning? Equally, how do women feel when someone comes into the women's toilets who aren't clearly female? So was there a first time that you used the male loo? You know, because I can sort of imagine mm. for myself, like, thinking, I'm going to go and use the male loo. Like, it, I mean, obviously, like, you've got tons more experience than I have, but yeah. it would still be weird feeling. Yeah, it was, it was quite intimidating, really, because I didn't really know what to expect or how it would go. Um... For the first, when I first started using the men's toilets, it was very much a day-by-day thing of, like, trying to assess my own appearance and trying to work out if I looked male enough to go in the men's toilets or if I looked too male to go in the ladies' toilets. And it was, it's really hard to assess your own appearance as well. Like, yeah, it's just stressful. So usually I'd go into Starbucks or whatever and use their single stall gender neutral ones Mm. but I think now I'm a lot more confident in myself like in September when I started uni I had to very quickly get to the point of being comfortable with saying I'm transgender this is who I am and um, yeah being able to have that conversation gave me a lot of confidence to then be in public as a guy and use the right toilets. So whilst Rebecca has kept a very female name As I mentioned earlier, pronouns are a big deal in the agender community because when someone no longer identifies with he or she, you need a new pronoun. Having the pronouns was a big thing for me um, because it kind of reaffirmed it at first. So that's why I had had more pronouns at first. Um, But over time, I've realised I can just shorten them down. I'll be honest, I was pretty nervous about meeting Rebecca and getting air pronouns right. So I was relieved when even Rebecca got a bit confused. So instead of saying she, you'd say air. Wait. (laughs) Instead of saying she, you'd say... Oh, I need to do it again. So 
for my pronouns, instead of saying she, you'd say a, and instead of saying her, you'd say a. Brilliant. And do you find? (laughs) (laughs) You can sympathise with us a lot now. I do. Do you find? Do you do you realise that it's difficult for people to kind of remember? that or yeah and and do you feel annoyed or do you just feel touched when people manage it or what um I don't feel annoyed when people uh, just don't use them I feel really you know touched and that they remember to use a and air and of course Felix hasn't always been Felix I wondered how he came up with his name when I asked my mum what she would have called me um if the doctor had said it's a boy um Felix was pretty close to the top of that list and then my middle name Gabriel is um, what my dad said when I asked him the same question. I made the mistake of asking Felix what his old name was and just so you know that is a transgender no-no. For a lot of transgender people it's actually quite traumatic um, to think about and be called by their previous name because it represents being forced to live as the wrong gender for however many years um, so, yeah, for a lot of people, it's it's actually a reminder of some pretty traumatic experiences. They might have been bullied or abused for being transgender and forced to use their previous name and wear the wrong kind of clothes and stuff like that. So a lot of people don't disclose their previous name for that reason. Um, but many people, I mean, for me, it's not, I don't have that issue so much as I just, I want to be respected for who I am now. And I think that the same is true for a lot of people. I hadn't thought of that. I'm realising that transgender people have had to be so guarded and resolute about their decisions just to convince the rest of the population their decision is for real. It's terrible, really. They feel that if they disclosed their previous name to someone, then it would be used and they, they'd be called by it. And that's, you know, even though that's not who they are, that's not who I am. But, yeah, this one person in particular in my circle of acquaintances I know would call me by my previous name if it was disclosed because he doesn't see me as a guy. So it's it's a question of being respected and not giving people the option to disrespect you. I began to wonder... If Felix ever gives in to this constant pressure from society to conform and get into line behind one of the two given genders, I wondered if he ever doubts himself. Yeah, I do doubt myself. I think it would be, well, it would be a lie to say, it would be a lie to say that I didn't doubt myself and it would be a harmful lie as well because there's this perception in the transgender community that if you're not 100% certain of everything, then you must be wrong and you must be faking it and... That's just not true. I think everyone, almost everyone, has doubted themselves at one time or another. For me, I feel very much like it's a manifestation of society's doubt because it's always worse for me when someone disrespects my identity, when someone refers to me as female. That's when I doubt myself more. I think sometimes people think that the trans community are asking too much of them asking them to get the pronouns right and suppress their natural urge to call the person by their birth gender. However, of course, Felix had a really good reply to this too. I think it's not about asking society to give me confidence. It's just about asking society to give me respect. Like, you know, when you you go into a new situation and you tell someone your name, 
you expect them to call you by the name that you've given them. And you don't expect to have your identity disrespected at every turn. And I think it's it's not about asking society to shore me up and give me self-confidence that I'm lacking. It's about asking society to respect me while I work on my own self-confidence and not tear down what little I might have. I know it's so easy to find this stuff a bit alien, a bit tricky to get your head round. But that's because you might have been lucky enough to be born into a gender that feels right. But I feel strongly that we must trust people to know who they are, tell us who they are, and to move with that. That shouldn't hurt anyone. So this is the time we're living in, and I want to embrace it. I think, was it was it last year that the media termed the transgender tipping point or something? I think there's a lot more visibility now, um, both of gay, lesbian, bisexual stuff and of transgender stuff. Um, yeah, I think the focus has definitely shifted from who you go to bed with to who you go to bed as. So... <laughs> That's interesting for for people trying to understand themselves. And I think a lot of my generation is sort of less keen on the labels for sexuality now. I personally don't like to label my sexuality at all, aside from maybe queer or something like that, um, because it just it just feels irrelevant to me now. Um, yeah, what's more important is my own identity and how I feel about myself. Thank you to Felix and Rebecca for talking to Claire. We have spent hours discussing some of the issues raised in this programme. We're the Backstory Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at the Backstory Pod on Twitter. You can really help us by subscribing and reviewing us on iTunes or just by sharing our content on social media. Thanks if you do. Join us on Tuesday the 6th of November when I'll be talking to Isabella about how a lifetime of feeling different from other people made sense when she finally had a diagnosis of autism. See you then. Thanks again to our sponsor, James, from 16 Degrees Coaching. Don't let your backstory define your future. Email him. James at 16degreescoaching.co.uk. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.